We're bringing you a very special Talking Lead AK Corner presented by Century Arms <laughs> from the 2020 SHOT Show from the Lead Quarters here at Buck Nye's booth. And uh, this is going to be awesome. Looking forward to this. So I'm going to introduce our guest from my left to my right. We've got the legend, the myth, the, the man, the, the grandfather, the father, the what else, Brian? Throw some more acronyms in there. Spiritual Godfather. Spiritual Godfather of the AK-47. Old man. Jim Fuller, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The Obi-Wan. The leader. He's a lot of things of it. He's a lot of things. He's a lot of things. They're all positive things. So, Jim Fuller, join us for our Season 2 AK Corner. Glad to be here. Uh, you, were, you were gracious enough to join in on uh, two of our Season 1 episodes, right. at least. I mean, maybe even three. Yep. I would we have done more time. if we could have scheduled it, but we'll, we'll fix that now. Well, you were busy. You know, yep. you, you had a lot going on then. Yep. And then to uh, to Jim's left, we've got uh, our good friend and sponsor of the AK Corner, Occam Defense Solutions, Brian Keeney, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. Hey, thanks for coming to Vegas just for this show. Not me. I live here. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so does he. <laughs> it was a long drive. <laughs> you guys, right. You guys were here anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to his left, to, to Brian's left, we've got uh, newbie, but representing Century Arms today, we've got Ken Ross. Uh, great to be here. Thank you for having me in. Yeah, so you and I had a chance to talk on our, our journey over here from, from your booth. <laughs> yeah, directionally challenged. Yes, you are. I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's SHOT Show. Everybody's directionally challenged. <laughs> I proved it once again that I suck with directions. But Ken kept me online, got us here on time. And then to Ken's left, we've got John Holton. Yep. And John, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I own M13 Industries, also here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we specialize in the AK platform and just try to do little different things than most people you know, see on the AKs, do some more exotic and strange contraptions. <laughs> okay, very cool. And how long have you been in the, uh, the AK business? Uh, this business. would be year nine. Nine years? Yep. Okay. Now, are you a protege of this man over here? Uh, I did take well? a class because I wanted to make sure I did it right. So okay. I took Jim's class and uh, he definitely was leading the way on how to do it and showed me a lot of tricks. and. Made my life a lot easier. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Back to Ken. We want to get a little background on Ken. So uh, tell our listeners a little bit about you, Ken. Well, I'm the creative director at Century, uh, but I am a, a avid shooter. I've been in the industry for a long time. Used to work for a magazine company, uh, gun magazine company. I've been with Century for about seven months now. Okay. I am a rifle shooter, pistol shooter. I'm an instructor as well. I've been doing, it, doing this do for a little bit. So. Oh, yeah, well-rounded. Yeah. Well-rounded. Very much so. Very good. So uh, the way the way that I want to do this, I got a little something different in mind. I don't have a set uh, topic like we normally do. Uh, I just thought it would be great to uh, grab you know some of the greatest minds uh, in the industry here for the AK and just kind of do a, just a chat, man. Just you know how the AK is looking here in America, where it's headed, uh, thoughts, uh, you know, prophecies going forward with the AKs, um, and let's let's start with Jim. Jim. I know you got a lot of things going on in, in your world, and you know you're a busy man. Also, implement a little music into yeah, in, you know. in the mix, you know. <laughs> but uh, as far as the AK goes, I mean, you've been on the show before. We talked about the progression and how it's really you know starting to get roots here. It uh, is in the yep. United States. So let's kind of rehash a little bit of how you know how that happened. You know how the AK actually got over here and, and gained its popularity. Well, I mean, in the 80s, it was huge. You know, I mean, we had yeah. we had a lot of stuff imported back then, but you know, uh, 
politics into that, and uh, things changed. So for a long time, the AK really wasn't that wasn't that you know available in this country, or you know the, it really wasn't much of an industry for it. And then in the late '90s, when they started bringing in parts kits, we thought, well, hey, maybe we can build these things, you know. And uh, of course, '90, you know, in, in 2004, when the assault weapons ban expired, and that really kind of exploded. In, in those days, there really wasn't much of an industry. In the early 2000s, it was. Uh, you know, I mean, you could get American-made receivers. Nobody made a barrel. You didn't need yeah. them because you could still get foreign barrels at that time. Uh, but it was a it was a budding industry with nothing there. You know, and it's like, wow. It okay. was for the taking. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's see what we can do here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I never, I only, you know, my thought was it was just going to be a retirement job for me. You know, <laughs> just I just wanted a little huh? gunsmithing shop where I could work on AKs because I knew nobody else did. Yeah. You know? I didn't realize it would ever take off like it did. So, you know, I mean, I, I've been a fan of this gun for 40 years. You know, I bought my first one 40 years ago. Wow. So I made it a point of, uh, at that time, I decided, well, you know what? We need an AK industry. And at the same time I built my business, I focused on trying to expand the industry because that's the only way all this could happen. Right. You know? I mean, we got a lot of great guys building guns now. You know, I mean, I'm no longer with Rifle Dynamics in case anybody hasn't heard yet. Okay. Well, I was going to leave that up to you to... Well, you know, talk and, to and, about as much or as little as you wanted to. RD was a magnificent vehicle for bringing this, for bringing the AK up in this country, and that's one of the things I always wanted to do with RD to do that, and that was uh, that was important. And now, you know, I mean, I'm I'm gone from there now, but they're a well-established company, and they're going to do fine on their oh, own. Oh, sure. You know, I got an offer to do something else, so I'm walking on. We'll 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 hear some information about okay. that in a couple. More of to come on that, so yeah, stay yeah. tuned, definitely. Yeah. Brian, your thoughts. On the industry, where well, it's going just kind of you know, you know, kind of picking off from where, picking up from where Jim left off there. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, when Jim started, I think you guys were probably bending most of your flats, or um, bending from flats, or maybe at nah, a couple. No, nah, no, we never did. We never did flats. Oh, okay. <clears throat> In those days, you had Armory USA, Elk River. You know, they were they were making pretty good stuff back then, actually. Yeah. Well, <coughs> yeah, that's long before my time, but you know, now we've got several different receiver manufacturers in the U.S. that are making very high quality stuff. Um, you can get gas blocks and different parts from, gosh, just a boatload of different small companies. Most of them are mom and pop shops. Like, you know, a lot of the big secret in the AK industry, I think, <clears throat> is that a lot of the business owners are working a first job and then when they get home at night, they're doing their second job, which is the AK business. Yeah. There's some very large ones where those folks are working full-time jobs and then doing fulfillment and advertising at night, and um, that's really cool. And you can you can speak firsthand of that, right? Oh, I sure can. You know, I was doing this as a side job for three or four years before I took it full time, and uh, of course, we've been able to get a lot more done when we just started focusing on that. The other industries I was in was sort of scientific instrumentation, aerospace stuff, electronics. Yeah, you brought about you brought a lot of that into your work though too, which is pretty impressive. It, yeah. It's been fun, and that's what I was hoping to be able to do. Was you know I. Having a degree in sort of designing instruments and electronics, it was I saw a, a possibility that we'd be able to automate some of the things that that take other people 20 years to get good at. You know, like uh, tuning bolts, for example. That is a very high skill operation, and um, and most people don't know what needs to be done. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there you go, right? And so, yeah, that that would be an example of something we've done. But there's a lot of other folks doing some very interesting stuff and bringing over a lot of the American aerospace technology that has come up, you know, over the last 70 years that hasn't really been applied to the AK. And, and that's where I, to me, that's what's interesting. I'm not trying to blow my own horn here, but like the melding 
of American. But that's a good ingenuity. point that you bring in. Yeah, the, the yeah. you know the difference the backgrounds that people are getting into the AK are bringing from the fields that they were previous, previously mm-hmm. in, like, you know, yep. you in the aerospace industry. Yep. Bringing that to not only the AK, but, you know, the firearms industry itself. Yeah, and, and John, sorry to cut in on you. The last thing I'd say is that John is a machining expert in automotive transmissions and race transmissions. And, and so the, the best engineers that I know are wrench turners <laughs> who have seen all the ways that things break. They've broken them themselves. And then they figure out how to fix them, and you come up with way better stuff that way. And John is, yeah. is a real expert. John's shaking his head over there, yeah. <laughs> he said, preaching to the choir, with brother. With that, I'll shut up, but yeah. Definitely yeah. broke some stuff in my time. <laughs> yeah, so he's talking about the uh, – no, go ahead, Ken. Uh, you know, just to reiterate on the point that you guys brought up, this, uh, this industry uh, – I came from the automotive industry. I worked in the automotive industry for 18 years uh, from the media side of it before I came over to the firearms industry. And we are one of the greatest manufacturing co- uh, countries in the world. And we've got a lot of people who are migrating away from doing that job into doing their hobbies and their loves and their passions. And that's uh, you guys are a perfect example of that. Good point. Yeah. So you come from the automotive, you got an automotive background as well? Uh, yeah, I spent, uh, I spent 18 years uh, working uh, with the automotive magazine, uh, covering driving exotic cars, working with some, great, some of the greatest oh, cool. uh, uh, racers in the world, you know, uh, meeting Carol Shelby and uh, oh, different sweet. people like that. You know, it's, it's, it's been a good life. I can't complain at all. Now, so what, what's one of the most exotic cars that you had the opportunity to drive? Wow. You know, that's hard. I've driven Ferraris, I've driven Bentleys, I've driven uh, exotic, you know, high-end Porsches. Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been a good life. I can't, re- you know, I, if you ever get a chance to do it, there's one event that I would say, if you had a chance to do it, uh, go to Pebble Beach, the Concourse de Elegance. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you don't go inside, pay $1,000 for the ticket. The cars outside of the event are worth seeing. Nice. Know, watching all of the people uh, in the million-dollar cars driving up and down the streets yeah. uh, is, is just an amazing event. And it's in Northern California. And uh, despite what you say about their gun laws, it is one of the most beautiful areas in, in the world. Right. So. One of my tick list uh, things to do is go to one of the Barrett auctions. Uh, I would love to go to one of those yeah. just, just to watch, you know. Yeah, those are amazing also. And the, to watch the amount of money that changes hands there is yeah. just, and you know, just to tie it back into firearms, car people for the most part are gun people. Yeah, and Right, and that's where I was going with this whole thing, yeah. you know, so, but yeah. Yeah, so it's, we can afford more guns than we can cars now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. That is true. That is true. So, so John, you've got an automotive background as well. I saw you, uh, you know, testifying while Brian was talking there a lot. So correct. I actually come from a uh, race car transmission, especially uh, background. So I have over 25 years of in the race car transmission, especially. Uh, most of what we did was the uh, hybrid off-road transmissions used in a lot of the buggies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we saw the evolution from them having, you know, 65 horsepower to now 1,500 horsepower easily in a car and they have to make these things last you know the baja 1000 can be over a thousand miles yeah and if your transmission doesn't last so long it's a big change yeah. you know you're out of the race so we can't we, a lot of that technology we learned in that we put towards the tra- uh the gun industry could we see how you know machinists love making sharp edges well sharp edges <laughs> cause cracks uh, that's a bad thing in anything high stress transmission or a gun mm-hmm. so you you already know you kind of have an inside view of things how they work and you start looking, bringing that over to the gun side, and you get to kind of help the you know the building of the part because you know, hey, this doesn't look right. Let's let's 
figure out why it's having a problem or this doesn't fit exactly right. Let's make it better. Yeah. And like he says, car guys, the other thing they are, are tinkerers. We love to make, we can't leave anything alone. I mean, how you're many, not afraid to tinker yeah, either. And, and you know. How many rim manufacturers are there? Okay, the rim is round. How many round rims do we need? But we love to tinker. We, you know, yeah. I can make this better. So that mentality, I think, for people is what actually makes Especially going in with an AK because, yeah. you know, it's, 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 so different than you know the american-made ar-15s that you know a lot of people are afraid to get in there and, and yeah. mess and, and tinker with stuff but you know you, you automotive guys aren't afraid to get in there and you know bang shit around and if you break it you break it you'll figure out a way to fix it you exactly. know so you know, I, I think that's played a big you know a big part in i don't want to say the americanizing of the ak-47 but uh you know american. there have been a lot of improvements the gun american is getting English. very westernized now it okay. really is we're Maybe westernized, yeah. yeah westernized is probably better. Let's say that. Yeah. No, I'll go with that term. Now, last episode, uh, we talked about build kits. Uh, you know, talking about being afraid. You know, we trying to trying to build people's interest in wanting to go out and, and make their own AK-47. Uh, where a lot of people are, you know, AR-15, it's easy peasy. You know, slap the parts together, you're done. Well, there's a little bit more that goes into it, you know, in building your, your AK-47. But... Uh, the tools, the knowledge, you know, everything, the resources are out there and they're available and they're more readily available, uh, especially with uh, people like yourself that offer the courses, Jim, uh, to teach the build classes. Um, you've got a couple of your students sitting, you know, sitting right here at the table. Uh, that, and they've done well. <laughs> that obviously, you taught them very well and they've very launched well. their, own, you know, their own businesses from that. Yep. So, and, that um, and, you know, we were always about that because, again, like I said, Growing the industry was the only way we could ever expand this gun into what it needs to be. You know, so the more people that are doing it, the more people that are contributing to it, the more people that are thinking about it, providing their skills to it, the better it gets for everybody, and more people get involved in it. Absolutely. And we've yeah. seen that. I mean, we'll, we have we have. Well, you guys are used to doing numbers big. I know you guys have seen an increase in your numbers. Uh, yeah, we're seeing an increase in our numbers, but we're also seeing an increase in our competition, which means the the, uh, the platform is doing really well. Yeah, but yeah. I think Century probably turns more AKs than uh, anybody we, in this we, country. We yeah. turn quite a few AKs. Yeah. You're absolutely right. We uh, Between imports and the American-made uh, AKs that we're making right now, yeah, we're, we're bringing in quite a few. We're doing a little bit of business, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's... It's positive. Uh, one of the things I was about to bring up was, yeah, it's good to walk around the show and see the platform doing so well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of new guns out there right now, and yeah, uh, I'm glad to be a part of that. You know, to see that this platform is uh, having uh, such a resurgence. So. Yeah. And what we're seeing more and more of, uh, you know, is what Century's bringing to the table. You're bringing you're bringing a product to the table that, you know that really builds excitement for the beginner, you know, the, 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 the new AK advocate. Um, it, it, along with, you know, the, the seasoned, uh, you know, hardened AK. Uh, yeah, we, we are working uh, hard at that. Yeah, yeah. We, we are usually the starter AK. You know, you go into the store and you say, you know, I was thinking about purchasing, purchasing an AK, and it's usually a Century product. A lot of people don't realize it, but, you know, my first AK that I bought, well, well, 15 years ago, was a Century product. And when I right. started working at Century, I dug it out of the back of the safe and said, yep, I do own four of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, it well, is a good, great starter. I want to add one thing about Century. Because, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I've, I've watched this around, and, and you, guys catch a lot of, you guys catch a lot of crap because you, you, you produce guns that for the, for a, at a lower price point. And, I mean, there's a reason for that. Everybody deserves a Second Amendment right. Not everybody can afford a $2,000 AK. So that on the table is on one side. 
The you know the other thing is too is I you know a lot of people don't realize that you guys import one of the only one of the very few factory made AKs that still come into this country. You yes, also sir. import most of the parts kits that people build their guns off of. <laughs> yes, sir. So yes, all these sir. guys that are giving you hate, yes. they might not think about that because you may want to hate Century, but if it wasn't for them, that parts kit you're building right now, you probably wouldn't have. That's can, true. Can I get that in a, a quote so we can put it in our catalog <laughs> from you, please? I've said it many times. <laughs> yeah, we no got problem, it recorded. No <laughs> he said it on this show several times, too. But that's the reality of the industry. You know, there's tears in this industry, and they're all valid. They all have a reason. It's real easy for somebody to go, oh, well, that's, that guy's no good. It's, gonna, it's, gonna, gonna, it's not going to last very long. Well, you know what? There's guys that don't need it to last really long. That's true. There's guys that might not shoot more than 500 rounds a year. That gun will last them a lifetime. And, you know, that's a great point. Yeah, usually, and I love our fans, uh, you know, and I love the uh, platform that they have enable, that enables people who don't aren't usually heard to be heard. But right. Get out and shoot your gun first, okay? Don't don't send me a text message saying that our gun sucks when you put no because they saw something on the internet. Right, exactly. <laughs> Go out and shoot the gun, and if it breaks, call our customer service. All right. <laughs> call our customer service if it breaks, but don't say I saw Joe Blow over over here on this forum. Tell me that Century sucks. Yeah. I, yep. Go shoot the gun, please. We've got some great products. Our Visca runs. It runs really well. Yeah. And have there been some stumbling blocks? Yeah. There are in every company. Yeah. What's the What's the price point on that gun? Uh, that is a seven hundred, somewhere around seven hundred uh, MSRP. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you pick it, it so up for very six. accessible yeah. for a yeah. lot of people, and right. if they're not going to shoot it a lot, uh, you yeah. know, enjoy it. Right. You know. Exactly. Well, thank and, you. And VSO did a reality, dude. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, VSO Gun Channel did a. 5,000 round torture test on it. And uh, the worst thing that happened was some of the furniture got a little melty, you know, the upper handguard. But the um, the bolt matching was pretty good on it. Um, the pin, he sent it out to me actually to do to check the tension on the barrel pin. Um, and it was right in, it was 5,000 pounds to push it. It was, a little it was a little crunchy, but I think probably getting shot that much was doing a thing. But it was right in there, it wasn't falling out. It was, it was properly sized. And um, he got great results out of the thing. So I, I think that the, the... But then the, go, to go back to the point that Jim was making, you know, 5,000 rounds, you know, the majority of the people out there, 98% of them aren't going to, you know, put 500 rounds through their, yep. you know, their yep. AK-47. Especially if they own multiple guns. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, and the, the other point that I would make is that it's fine to criticize a company and I'm not speaking of Century, I, speak, I mean it, the American industry in general. The internet a, is horrible. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it's fine to criticize an American company if they do something unethical or that's outright wrong, but there are lots of folks that are starting to bet against America and that they won't buy an American-made AK because only, only you know, commie guns should be made in commie countries, that kind of thing. And that, that really bothers me because, you know, Century is trying to get a U.S.-made gun here. And, um, you know, if we're one executive order away from foreign importation being banned. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so we really need robust American manufacturing of parts kits. Yeah. And uh, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really excited for where Century goes with their American-made guns. Yeah. That's a great point. Love that. Thank you very much. I have two of the best AK builders sitting here, and this is what they tell, say about our company. I appreciate it. Again. Well, and that was going to bring me to my next point is, uh, you know how the, the AR industry is and how, you know, people talk about other, you know, people. And I think the AK 
the AK uh, circle community is a little more snobbish than than even the, the you know the AR you know and and you get a lot of that um, loyalty I guess I, I'll call it to be to be nice you know towards certain brands or towards certain even countries AKs you know uh, and people will go to battle over you know what they believe in even though it, you know it could be they could be completely wrong. Um, do you guys find that that the AK industry is loosening up maybe a little bit and becoming more welcoming to? I would say yes and no. There's a lot yeah. of people that when you you know you got a guy who's never shot an AK, he's been an AR guy all of his life. He goes out there and he you can see him he's eyeballing your gun and he wants to shoot it. He wants to shoot it. You finally go, hey, you want to shoot this? Oh yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. And you can see me at odds with it because the controls are completely different than an AR. And he get you know he shoots a couple times. You can see him go like, oh wow, this is this is enjoyable. I like this. It doesn't have this massive kick everyone says it's going to have. Right. But then you know everyone starts badgering him about it that he doesn't know what he's doing and everything, and so he kind of gets turned off by it and starts wandering off going back to his AR. Well, that's not what we need. We need somebody to go and go. That was incredibly fun. I didn't know it was like that. Where can I go buy one of these? Yeah. Whether it's a used one, a new one, whatever, we need them to get into the wanting to have an AK and go out and shoot it and put, you know no offense leave as they are in the safe grab that AK take it out to range <laughs> exactly. and run it like an AK well not said. an M4 and you'll understand <laughs> the beauty of it exactly <laughs> yep, totally yeah. uh, and instruction we need more that's what we really need more quality AK instruction uh, you know there's some really good instructors out there but there aren't that many quality AK instructors out there there are a ton of AR instructors and you know they teach the platform really well mm -hmm. we need people out there who t teach you how to sweep that safety off the right way you mm -hmm. know and get yeah. on target we need reload the mag right how yeah. to reload the mag you know how to feel you know we need you to go out and shoot your gun so you feel when that that bolt closes and you know that the magazine is empty mm -hmm. you know and that's all a feel thing you yeah, know yeah. and that's Experience. only by getting on the range and actually using your AK and taking some good classes and putting you know 2,000 rounds down range and really getting to know your uh, your system. Right. And, and where can we point our our listeners to to some good quality training? Uh, who's some people that come to mind right off other uh, other than Travis Haley? <laughs> Ken, Ken Reed, Allen. Reed Hendridge. Yes, exactly. Reed Hendridge is really good. Reed, okay. Yeah. 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 Ken yeah. Allen's another good Ken guy. Allen's guys that specialize in the AK, I assume you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah, those guys all do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, tactical response doesn't doesn't Absolutely. specialize in the AK. They teach fighting, and so but they're big AK fans, and so they're well, they know they're, their way around an AK yeah, there. They, so they sure do. And they don't say bring ARs, bring it, you bring whatever, and they'll they'll teach you how to yeah. run it. I've uh, worked for schools where they didn't. They would we were told to discourage people from using the gun, in, in as much as like making it fail the safety inspection, to, so they'd be forced to use something different. Oh, mainly wow. because those instructors didn't know how to teach the gun probably what it was yeah and they didn't want to have to work on them didn't know how to work on them and do the maintenance on them exactly because mm -hmm. they were scared yep. they're scared don't be scared <laughs> yeah. and out of, out of texas he's not that well known but jared seagraves is one of our shooters 212 firearms training okay. uh, he's an assistant instructor for travis haley and um, that's how i met him was at the travis class and he's a really good teacher um, who really cares about the platform uh, so another good resource there very good and as we said in the uh, last couple of episodes, if, if you are a listener to the show and you're interested in getting more information on whatever it may be about the AK, we have the resources. We've got access to Jim. We've got access to Brian. We've got access to everybody at Century Arms. Now we've got a new resource uh, at our fingertips here with, with John. So, uh, you know, we can find the answers for you. So don't be afraid to contact me, talking at gmail.com, uh, or any of the sponsors and friends of the show. 
Uh, I mean, they're, they're genuine as they sound on the radio. They're more than happy to help out and, and share their knowledge uh, with you because, you know. It, it only makes our industry better. It does. Yep. You know, exactly. And these guys get it, you know. And, and that's the thing about it is don't be afraid to ask. And then if somebody asks you and you have the knowledge, I mean, be nice, be considerate, and share the knowledge with them. You know? it just makes everything better for everybody. That's been my game plan for the last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about uh, where the AK, where you guys think the AK is headed in this country. You know, what what direction are we headed with the AK? I mean, we've seen a lot of innovation coming from you know newer companies like Occam Defense, and uh, you know, there's a couple other companies out there. John, I want to find out more what you do. Um, so you're building AKs, is that? Yes, we build uh, AKs either from a, a customer supplied parts kit or a parts kit we supply. Uh, we also do a lot of the hybrid style AKs. Uh, you know, something that is, okay, it's an AK idea, uh, the PP-19 okay. uh, by Zon. We, you know, we've done a couple of those. They're ultra rare. We've done a couple of those. We've done some of the original Vitiuses. Uh, you know, we just, we more, I don't do, you know, totally bone stock guns. I like to have something a little more exotic in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of like try to get aim more towards what the customer wants. You know, just because it's an AK, it doesn't mean you can't throw your own personal flair on it. Sure. You know, there's certain things, you know, everyone goes, oh, you can't have an AR stock on it. Why not? Make it work for you. If the gun doesn't work for you, then you yeah, it's going to make odds. you shoot it more and better. Exactly. Make this thing so you like it. Yeah. You enjoy the if gun. If you want a collector's AK, go buy a you know, exactly. vintage thing off one of these auction sites and then put it in your, your yeah. you know, on your wall and use it as art. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, every gun I've ever bought, I don't want I don't want to have a safe queen. I mean, I bought a you know really nice Dorinko. reason I bought it because he was shot. Everyone's like, oh, it's been shot. Perfect, because I'll shoot it now. Right. I don't worry about keeping it in the safe. Mm-hmm. Now, where so, are you getting, where do you prefer your parts kits from? Um, to, to I, come from? I haven't, yeah, at this current time, what we have available to us, I like the, you know, Comblock style parts kits. Um, I'm really interested in what these U.S. manufacturers are bringing in as, are going to start manufacturing parts kits because, you know, we, we're we running out. So there's only so many more countries that have uh, parts kits available. I mean, there's only so many countries we could get AK parts kits from. Right. And they're drying up. I mean, we, we've all seen it when the parts kits we got as, you know, we would look at like a Romanian parts kit. You'd look at it and you're like, wow, that is, that's a D-grade parts kit. Mm-hmm. That's now being brought across the table to us. Here's your A-grade parts kit. And you don't have much say in it. That's all that's available. Yeah, so, back back in the day, those were ninety nine dollars for brand new cut up guns. Now they're <laughs> now they're pretty worn out, and they're what yeah. three hundred bucks now, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, like case in point, the seventy four parts kits. I mean, they've become obsolete. You know, now you're buying a parts kit for eight hundred dollars. Wow. And it's no, you know, and it, you know, it, it's. And then people yell at you, "Why can't you make a gun for two hundred dollars?" Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nineteen eighty anymore, folks. Exactly. <laughs> right, those days have come and gone. They are way gone. So we do, we do a lot of the you know tuning to the customers' wants yeah. as what we kind of a little more specialize in. And John, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're still doing conversions and customer on, on existing guns. Oh yeah, right? yeah. If somebody's yeah, you know, so we got a customer who goes, hey, I already have bought a Century gun. I want to do this to it. No problem. Send it on over. We'll we'll do whatever you want to it. You know, you want a side folder, put it in. Fine, put a side folder. You want to you know the front end conversion, we'll do that. You want. You know, to uh, take some stock it never was supposed to have, no problem, we'll do that. Yeah. You know, we want it to 300 blackout, 9 by 39 okay, fine, no problem. This episode of the Talking Lead Podcast is brought to you in part by Valhalla Gunworks. Valhalla Gunworks is a small, veteran-owned company selling firearms and gunsmithing services online. As a special promotion, they are giving the Leadhead Brigade 5% off their entire order. 
Just enter the promo code LEADHEAD5 to receive 5% off your entire order, Leadheads. Head on over to www.ValhallaGunWorks.com to view their entire inventory and their services. And also make sure you go check them out on Facebook. Like their Facebook page. Let them know you're a Leadhead at Valhalla Gunworks eStore. If you have any questions, you can give Aaron a call, 636-312-5569. Valhalla Gunworks. Check them out, Leadheads. So this is something that uh, we're probably going to get into more in another episode, but I just want to touch on it uh, here with you guys because I've had a lot of questions and uh, people wanting to learn more about accessories, uh, and not necessarily just the accessories, but like the mounts, the rails. Um, you know, they're wanting to know the different different things that are available where's the best place you know to put my scope mount or my light mount or my whatever it may be you know kind of mount and you know where can i get those mounts well there's there's a lot of different things now the slr rails are kind of like a hot ticket right now the the zuneco stuff from russia which is hard to get but it's bomb proof uh, yeah you know obviously the ultimax been a standard in this industry for quite a long time um, there's a lot of stuff available for it one of the biggest challenges with the ak is that it runs so hot that most rail systems, you know, you need you better wear a glove on your sporting, you know. Right. You're probably going to get burned if you don't. That is if you're running hard and running a lot of rounds in a, over a long period of time. Uh, but, you know, it's a... It's a big can of worms, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. And none of it's really perfected. You can, it can always be better, mm-hmm. you know. But it's interesting, you know, when I was, when I was in Russia um, recently, uh, I find that they're copying a lot of our stuff over there now. Oh, really? The Russians are actually copying a lot of our new... There's a company over there that makes a product just like an SLR. I mean, I thought it was when I first seen it, and then I saw it had a different brand on it. It's yeah. like, holy shit. And, it, and the quality looks as good, you know? Sure. But we're actually starting to make impressions on them with the stuff that we're doing here now. You know, I saw a lot of that over there. Um, they, uh, I mean, there's a company called Puff that's making um, M4Max. They're called Puff? Yeah, puff puff gun. I think they are or something yeah, like that. <laughs> okay. I looked at. I couldn't tell the difference. You know, I'm looking at this. I showed it to Travis Haley. He's going. Let me see that. He, he stuffed a couple of rounds and threw it on the ground. He said, ah, I still won't pass the test. <laughs> That's an inside magpole thing. Right, you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's you know, it, it's funny how that goes. We are starting to get some pretty good stuff out there, and it needed to happen because, uh, you know, the AK-12 was what the Russians did to try to make their guns more modular friendly. Right. It's still just an AK-74 underneath there. People don't realize that, but that's really all it is. It's just they just changed really the furniture so they could be a little bit more modern in that regard. Right. You know, but now their private market over there because the Russian market. The Russian gun um, population over there is actually a lot more than people realize. You know, I mean, when I, the shoot that I went to there, it wasn't no different than any shoot I was with here, except people were speaking Russian. Is that what? I mean, <laughs> they had difference. really nice guns. They're doing really hardcore training. Yeah. Uh, really good stuff. I mean, they actually have a gun industry there, and they're interested in that stuff. So, like I said, they, you know, they see what we're doing over here, and, and you know, what's the big manufacturer over there in Russia? Well, Ishmash, you know, so Ishmash makes. It, well, I think Saegas are probably. You know, I don't know their market that well, but I, most of the people I saw at the, at the range had Saegas or something like Saigas. Um, uh, or something of that nature, and they come right. out of Ishmash. Cool. Very good. Brian, what's your take on it? Well, you know, there is no perfect rail and an optic mount and accessory mount. Everything has trade-offs to it. Um, and so good for point. some folks, they already have the gun. Let's say they've got a Century. They don't have a ton of money to spend. Um, maybe they don't have a ton of technical ability. There are um, leaf sight replacement mounts where you can put a red dot on. Um, some of them 
uh, work great, some don't, but I know that I know that there are some out there that'll work. Um, the side rails for some folks, I'm hearing that with particulars, the, the big issue with the side rails as I understand it is that they tend to all be a little bit different. I've heard really good things about the side rails from RS Regulate. When you say the, the yeah. side rails, the ones that mount on the receiver? Yep, on the receiver itself. Yeah. Um, if you go RS Regulate, you got no problem. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, there's a trade-off with those in that getting the dust cover off can be tricky and getting access to a jam, but it will let you get a very low height over bore optic mount. Um, you can put variable power optics on there, so that's a really good solution for other folks. Your rail system's pretty impressive as well. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I, well, I, I know, know what you got you, in it. I'm sorry I didn't, didn't mention say that earlier. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, well, I'm going to say <laughs> No, I, you know, I got a chance to look at it a while back, but I'm just kind of, I'm tired. It's been SHOT Show week. No, it's all good, man. <laughs> so, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Right, we're deep into day two of SHOT Show here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and I don't know if Jim has seen the production version yet. Um, no, just your, just your prototypes at the I, range a couple it's, of years ago. It's improved a lot since then, and I'm, I'm anxious to get one in your hands and, cool. and uh, have you put it through its paces. But, yeah, going to the one that you held was billet or that you got to shoot. And obviously, by going to an extrusion, we were able to pull even more weight out of the thing. Yeah, and, sure. And we haven't shipped a gun yet over two MOA out so of our the, shop. So I think that says a lot for... The solution that Brian's talking about is his, his Merc... Yep. Talking about the, the Merc. Merc rail, so this yep. would be a full uh, handguard, handrail that you would put on your uh, your AK. So you'd switch out the, you know, the tr traditional two piece. You go to like a free float, right? At yep. That point? It, it it's free float. It grabs where the rear sight block would, so right back at the chamber. Um, doesn't touch uh, the barrel in any other place. It has a replacement gas tube. Originally, we thought that free-floating the gas tube would improve accuracy. That turns out to be a really bad idea. And the nice thing... Uh, there is a design issue. There, there is a design <laughs> issue. Well, no, even if it's loose, your accuracy goes all to hell. And, um, you know, it was known for a long time, for some reason, that the uh, Ultimac tightened up accuracy by a little bit. And turns out that the AK really likes some pressure on that gas block. And we let you, the way our system works, you can tune the pressure to be what you want. And I'm here to tell you there is a sweet spot that tightens up groups really, really well. Oh, yeah. And um, so that's been an interesting discovery. But going back to other options on the market, yeah, there's a bunch of good rails out there. Um, and uh, we, we happen to think that ours is best, but it's only best. Best is this horrible word because it's, it's, it always, you have to put it in the context of what matters to you. And so for the people that like what we do, we think we're best, but we don't think we're the best on the market for everybody. Yeah. For, it, it's not right for everybody, it's just right for us. And for a bunch of folks like, oh, I left out a uh, cop shoots. The oh, yeah, 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 Saberworks. Saberworks, yeah. thank you. Uh, Fred Stetcher over there, really good dude, um, makes a modular system um, that is very nice. Describe that. It is. It replaces the rear sight block. It's a. It is a two-piece modular system where you. You. Uh, this is something that John installs very many of. Um, it. You have to push all the other parts off the barrel, push a replacement rear sight block back on, and there's kind of a dovetail. Think like a mini Picatinny rail, and then there's a pin that locks different top pieces in place, and so you can put in a, a big long cantilever pick rail that'll give you a rear. Uh, scope mount, you can put big scopes, little scopes, irons, you know, they've got, I don't know, four or five different options easy right. so that you can swap different stuff into your gun. So for me personally as a shooter, I don't like anything extra. And so the fact that it was two pieces I was, was a big deal Staying to me. Staying away from it, yeah. But that said, 
most people personal preference yeah yeah i i it's personal preference and a lot of people have fantastic results with the thing so that's just me being anal retentive about <laughs> i want fewer parts um so you know it it it's a great product made in America by Let great you be American. in the engineer that you are. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like I said, best is subjective. And, and so there's, thank goodness that it's, we live in America. We have lots of choices for all these different solutions that, and, and some of them are self-install. Others are, are very involved to install. So yeah, it's just what you're into. Yeah, very cool. You guys got uh, some input on that? Well, you know, we sell the uh, Draco line, and uh, it is really interesting uh, looking at some of the uh, things that are coming out of that. Uh, we've got one hanging on our wall right now, and I can't remember the name of the young man's uh, company, but uh, he changed, uh, tuned the gas system, so uh, it is it runs super quiet with the suppressor. And, you know, AKs are made to speed a lot of gas. And, uh, you know, he went in and changed the gas tube, really tuned that gas system. Uh, we've got a SB tactical rail on the back of it uh, with an attachment. And uh, it is a really cool, you know, uh, for the lack of a better word, car gun or a backpack gun uh, that uh, you can stuff into a backpack or something. Right. Uh, and you fold it over and it's got the pistol brace uh, on there. And it, uh, there's a lot of things you can do with these things now. And I, I think that's uh, what's sparking some of the appeal for people nowadays. So. Yeah. John? Yeah, I would definitely say it, it, a lot of it is is to personal preference. Like Brian yeah. was saying, some people like it, you know, like the Ultimac, where it's way up on the front. People go, oh, I can't see that way. I want it really close to my eyes. So then they put it all the way in the back. So it's a lot of it is, you know, customer preference. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I tell people is don't get stuck in a rut. Just because that's the way you did it before doesn't mean it's going to be the only way you're going to like it. Mm. You know, you could you know start off with it being all the way at the back, your your red dot all the way at the back, and you know somebody use somebody else's gun and it's all the way at the front, and all of a sudden, wow. This works, you know, ten times better for me. I, you know, I can find find the target faster, and everything works. Same with like handguards. You know, just because you know it has a rail all the, on it, right beside your hand, some people don't like that. They like, you know, like Brian's style, which is a lot smoother. Mm. Me personally, I like Brian's because it's a lot smoother. I don't need all the extra, you know, lumpy, you know, 1913 or it's like 19. Yeah, 1913. You 1913 got a, rail yep. on the side. Pick rails. Is yeah. it, you know, a? If you, I should be wearing a glove most of the times, as Jim <laughs> said, but sometimes I don't. And it, you know, the 1913 rails chews you up. You know, and uh, you know something smoother like Brian's, it doesn't. So it's, you know, it's it's all about tuning it to what you like. And you know, with, you know, with so many more options like SLR, Brian's, Ultimac. Uh, there's so many different versions now. It makes it great. Yeah, and there are. I mean, there's, and and you get into, let's say the novice guy that really doesn't know, you know, whether the front or the back, or you know, what are the what are the ramifications of me putting my scope here versus here. Or using a side mount, or a replace my rear sight block, uh, you know, with a with a rail. You know, they don't understand. Well, if I do that, what am I losing? What am I gaining? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. or if I put this type scope on there, what kind of uh, reaction am I going to get? You know, from the rifle. Yeah, and I think that's more the the, the answers they're looking to get for. A lot of these questions has been sent in. Well, really, the more educated the shooter is yes. in the products and what they're trying to do with it. Right. Uh, and when I say that, I mean like, if you're a shooter and it's like, okay, I want to have a scope on my gun. Don't just go do a Google search and say, oh, this has got the best rating ever. Study that thing better and understand how it works. How what, you know what's the benefit of it? You know, I see people that you know put put peep sights all the way out here. Yeah. It, that person has never trained with anybody in accuracy because a peep sight that far away from your eye is actually harder to get than it is because it's supposed to be right here. It's a ghost ring. Yeah. You know? So, but that's but that's just a matter of educating yourself and what's really going to work for you the best. Yeah. 
So uh, another commonality, uh, it's funny, Jim builds guitars now, and I started off before I was into guns. I was a violin maker's apprentice and built guitars and that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of fun. And, and one of the, um, actually, the commonality between instrument making and, and AK building, the, the overlap is huge. It's, it's really funny. Um, but uh, where I was going is in, in the shop that I was in, these were the violin master that I was apprenticed to sold very expensive, you know, tens of thousands of dollars for one of his violins. So it's like buying a car. Yeah. And a lot of these people didn't have that much money. This was like a giant deal. And one thing that he would caution all of them on is that when you pick up a new violin and start playing it, you're going to say, ugh this is different and then 20 minutes later it's going to be oh this is different you have this really fun feeling that oh this has a different it's called bowing space the the sort of way that you bow and the angle the angle and speed at which you draw the bow and how much pressure you use varies from instrument to instrument it's kind of like trigger press or something and um, (laughs) getting used to a new trigger and that's exactly what I would caution people on is that there's this psychological effect where the first few trigger presses or first couple hours you try something new out you're not going to like it because you're not used to it and then you're going to like it because it's new and then you need to go past that point to what you actually think about it and so giving yourself the time through dry practice like a lot of stuff people do not dry practice enough in this country and um you know sonny pazikas who's a friend of i think all of ours in here um likes to say that 80 percent of your practice should be dry you know and, much, it, yeah. and it doesn't take much. Like if you do 10 or 15 minutes a day, you will learn a ton about your firearm. And stuff like mag changes and ergonomics, like where your sling is, right. you're going to learn most about that, most of what you need to know about a sling before you ever put a round out. And so waiting until you go to a class to try a new piece of kit, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> and so ends up getting taken off. Y- yep, yeah. yep, or falling off, yep. you know, yeah. Yep. This episode of the Talking Lead AK Corner Season 2 is brought to you in part by Occam Defense. The guys at Occam love the AK, but didn't love burning their hands, getting cut by their pre-sharpened gun, or the lack of options for accessories. After spending a few years in the lab, they've recently released the ODS-1775, which brings the best of the AR family to the Kalashnikov's reliability. It's still an AK under the hood. AK mags, forged Polish AK parts, but with American aerospace manufacturing practices and ingenuity. Check them out at OccamDefense.com or on Instagram at OccamDefenseSolutions. So, um, I think that's all I want to cover on the accessory, because we're going to get into, like I said, a whole other show on the, the accessory. Unless you guys have anything else that you want to add to that, anything? Well, one thing I would add. Yeah. We all have that box of crap that we bought. <laughs> yes, we do. And when we bought it, we thought, man, this is really cool. This is going to be badass. And then you put it on and you go, oh. That didn't work. Do your Not research. Not the way I thought it was going to work yeah. out. Yeah. Do your research or you, well, you will have that box. We all, you know, we all fall, we all fall subject to marketing, you know. But do your research and that box will be a lot smaller. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then donate that box to a friend that may be getting into the AK you know new and you know help them out encourage them and uh you know share the love definitely because that's what we're trying to do we're trying to build the the awareness the education uh of the ak rifle you know the appreciation of it the love of it i mean but it's it's just a it's a great rifle you know it's a reliable gun it's an accurate gun you know brian has shown how accurate an ak 47 can be 
Well, and Jim, Jim did that. Jim and Travis did that a decade before me. But yeah, we we do ship accurate but guns. But you yeah. do, and they continue as as the technology progresses. They they continue to get more accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I was telling you, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use mine for hunting. I'm gonna take the AK. I'm gonna take different platforms out. I'm gonna take the Vishka out. I'm gonna take the 1775 out. I'm gonna take uh, you know I've got a couple other models, the Palmetto State Armory. I got one of theirs, and uh, I'm gonna hunt with them. You know, and I'm just. It's a great round for, for, show for small game, for you know, for game animals. It's more, more than just area. a combat rifle. Yeah. 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 yeah, But it makes a great combat rifle. You know, one thing I noticed in the South years ago, one of the the the, the, the gun of choice for deer hunting whitetail used to be a lever action thirty thirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I see more now is SKS and AKs. Really, the seven six two thirty nine and the thirty thirty are very similar ballistic. Right, and uh, you know, you throw a five four round five round mag whatever in there, and you're legal. And I see it. You know, I spent a lot of time in the South, so I was just amazed at the difference I've seen it change over the years. Last time I yeah. was down there during deer season, I couldn't believe how many, particularly SKSs, they seem to like SKSs a lot. Okay. We've got That's Alaska Outdoors uh, uh, a uh, TV show, uh, and they hunt uh, in Alaska, obviously. They use our AK, and a lot of people, are when they see them post socially, oh, you, why are you using an AK to go out and hunt? Uh, yeah, the gentleman's like, listen, this is what a lot of people carry up here. Yeah, this is a reliable well, gun. We're, we're busting yeah, the stigma of the assault rifle. Yeah. You know, it, it's used for a lot more than just, you know, a battle rifle. You know, it's not just a battle rifle. You know, competition shooters, you know, there's a lot of competitions that are out there now. You know, Red October and what's the other one? The uh, Kalash Bash. Kalash Bash. Bash. Bash is the new one. That started. And uh, I think there's another one uh, that, that's starting to kick off, too. I think so. there's a few small ones floating around trying yeah. to come up, you know. Um, but, yeah, that, that's – but, again, that's what happens when you grow your industry. All of a sudden, there's this, there's these things now where you can go to and you can compete. Yeah. Most AK shooters would never do competition because they're they're competing against guys that have sponsors, $5,000 rifles. And yeah. it's like, I don't want to do that, you know. Red October opened a whole new door. Yeah. And the Clash Bash followed it, and now it's like a whole other game that people can play. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, that's just showing the, the popularity of the, the rifle and how it's growing. You know, it's being more accepted in America. You know, you and I were talking on one of the first episodes that we did last season uh, about how much hate, you know, went into the AK-47 in, in, in your day, you know, in the early days. Uh, you know, it was, it was frowned on it. It was frowned upon, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, just like you said, it's like you mentioned the AK, and you kind of got blackballed from, from from certain groups and things. So, uh, but that's not the case now. Yeah, you still find some of that hate there. Yeah, uh, but for the most part, no, it's becoming a lot more acceptable these days. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that's why we're seeing, uh, you know, the new ver- the westernized version of those, where you know we always want to make something our own. You know, we always want to put our, you know, our look, our feel to it. Well, know, and that's the way the AKs are Well, you know, that, that phenomenon you were talking about, I think a lot of it came from, um, you know, our first exposure really to the AK was Vietnam. You know? Right. And in Vietnam, they mostly had Chinese AKs that probably had 300,000 rounds through them. They were smooth bore. They were inaccurate, but they were effective. Yeah. You know, and they became very hated because of that. I mean, they were known. That's where the, most of the, the, the stuff comes from, that they're inaccurate, because they were looking at guns that were worn out. You know, rusted pieces of junk that these Viet Cong had, or whatever. Right. That's what they had. They worked, and they were effective. You know, but then, you know, nowadays we, it's a lot different. You know, you, you, st- you still have people that have that built in there. But the first thing I noted when I first started in the industry, 90% of my customers were contractors, and the reason was 
These were veterans that were going over there in 2003, 2004 when contracting got big in Iraq. Right. They were going over there and getting issued AKs for the first time and going, mm. and then after they used them, like we were just talking about, they went, I get a phone, I get a phone call at 3 in the morning. Hey, Jim, I hear you make these things. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> and keep in mind, these guys were making big bucks back then and had sure. nothing to spend it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's really, but I think a lot of that has to do you know, with our modern day, you know, the, all the time we've spent in the Middle East, and that's a different story altogether, but our experience there has taught people that the AK is a viable fighting rifle. Yeah. You know, it's not just some piece of shit that's inaccurate and can't do it. You know, there's still people that are going to think that, but people that have experienced it firsthand, particularly in a war zone, they know a hell of a lot better. Yeah, and we've had several of those people on the show, that, you know, that can attest to that. Jeff Kirkham, you know, we had Jeff on. Jeff's had extensive uh, hands-on over there in the, the sandbox with, with that that rifle and that platform and uh, I think he's brought some of his ideas back you know which helped with some of the westernizing I guess of the the AK-47. Oh yeah our pistol was pretty much fully specified by Jeff I had not even thought about doing one yet I showed him the rifle and he's this he's like great can you make me a couple pistols and I said you're not going to say no to a guy like that <laughs> so uh, I said yep we can do that and uh, yeah I've showed him a few prototypes he's like yep you're almost there, and so uh, yeah, we're 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 grateful for his insights on that. He's yeah, he's he's quite the inventor. Yeah, yeah, and Travis Haley, you know, he's another one. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, and that's just naming a couple of guys, you know, that, that right off the bat. I'm sure there are, there are tons of other ones that have had the hands-on experience over there that have brought it back to America. And, yep. You know, we're seeing it spill over into uh, you know the commercial market now. Yeah, Travis actually is responsible for the way we gas our guns. Adam gassed a little bit lower. Had him shoot the gun, and he's like, huh, a little sluggish. And he's huh. shooting like six <laughs> rounds a second or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, huh, I, I, I can't tell. He's like, yeah, can you throw the can on it? And uh, I'm like, sure. So we strap the can on, go to town. He's like, oh, that's perfect. Just gas yourself up a little bit. You'll be fine. I couldn't tell the difference at all. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, a bunch of folks, Jim included, have pointed me in the right direction when I started. Well, and John. I've called John nervous several times over the last year or so here where he's he's helped me uh figure out where to uh where to pull my head out of and yeah. uh yeah it's been good very good so let's do let's do some plugging now we are at the uh, 2020 shot show at the official <laughs> leg cords of button knives here uh so uh century arms we'll start with century presenting sponsors of the, of the uh, talking lead ak corner uh what are you guys featuring at shot show this year uh we've got we've got a 74 prototype uh, sitting over in the booth. Now, I'm going to caution that the guys that are sitting here, if you go look at it, you're going to say, what the heck is this Franken gun? So, uh, uh, so it is a prototype, okay? So don't walk over there. Like. Thank you don't for, look for trying perfection. to do a 74 and yeah. working on that. We yeah, need we are more 74s. I agree. So we, are work, we are working on that, uh, and uh, I'm not going to put a date to it, but it will be something. So, 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 so educate our new listeners at what, what the 74 is. Uh, you know what? I'll let the experts do that because okay. they have okay. the history on the 74. So. Well, it's my favorite caliber. but it's, it's basically an AKM, but it's in a different caliber. A few changes other than that, but it's in 545 by 39, which is a lot closer to our 556. Right. And it gives you a lot more distance. The 76239 goes transonic at about 550 rounds, so you're kind of limited on that round to that point. But you know, I've hit man-sized steel out to 750 yards with a 545 gun. Nice. I mean, the, the bullet will do it if you do your part. So, 
I'm a big fan of the 74. Right? Now is this going like to be in the endorsement of these guys? That's all it was. That's <laughs> <what I> mean, <laughs> is this the full American made uh, 74? Full American made, yeah, and awesome. it will be a traditional right now. We've got it spec'd out, and like I said, it's a prototype right now. We've got it spec'd out with a bayonet lug, and we've got it spec'd out with a cleaning kit, uh, uh, side uh, uh, optics mount on it. You know, these are all things really early production so don't quote me on that but that's what we've got sitting on there right now uh, so we've got that we've got a visca and we're uh it, we're screwing it now with a, a a dong attachment to it we're calling it the visca dong so just get know <laughs> I remember uh, when you couldn't uh, give yeah, those damn things yeah, away. Yeah, I must have cut off hundreds of those it, yeah. and turned them into real hands. Yo, it's funny because I threw away like four of them. So yeah, for I, those of, of mine gave it for those of our listeners here who have not heard of dong outside of the context of Pornhub, would you uh, <laughs> would you educate these folks as to what a dong is? Uh, the, it's, exa- it's exactly what you said. Por- no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you mean we did that wrong? <laughs> no, it is a uh, it is a not a grip up front because it's not full length, but it's like uh, if you had a um, a, uh, a Bravo Company uh, attachment on the front of your rifle, just uh, to, so you get a visual uh, to to stop your hand from sliding all the way back when you're shooting it. You get kind of a a, a better grip on the gun, front of the gun with it, uh, and we're bringing that back. Uh, it is a classic AK thing, and you know it looks it looks really cool on our Visca. Nice. Yeah, and we of course we've got all the Dracos, you know, and Draco. Uh, when I started with the company, I knew what Draco was, but you know, it, it is actually a cultural phenomenon. There are songs are. that yeah, yeah. That Draco <laughs> is in, and you know, it, it is really something to hear. Every time I hear a song, it's like, oh, now that I work for the company, I recognize that the Draco right. is everywhere now as a cultural <laughs> phenomenon. So, the chopper. Uh, Free yeah, publicity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we're doing some fun things, and uh, like you guys have said before, you know, we come in at a reasonable price point, so the every man can get into it. Yeah, and uh, uh, one day uh, we we hope that everybody really appreciates that about us. So, yeah. uh, I think I think they are. Oh, yeah. I think they are. John, what about you? Uh, we're working hard on actually our uh, one of our versions of our rifle. We actually make two that are very more popular than others. We have our mini monster which is a seven and a quarter inch long gun, very similar to the Draco. Okay. Uh, a little more decked out. Uh, it has its own you know, hand guard and, and uh, you know, optic rail from Saberworks. Uh, it could be done in either a pistol or a rifle. It would be, if it's a rifle, it is going to be an SBR, so be forewarned, okay. uh, which is short build rifle, NFA item. Uh, we do a lot of those in pistol form, so then customer could then form one it and then convert it to just simply add on their particular stock they like and they can have their rifle. We also do our OSC-13, which is a uh, little bit uh, more exotic. It's you know the over the $2,000 range rifle. It is made for a suppressor, optics, you know, and you know, it's not a, it's not your, it's definitely not a starter rifle. It is when you're more getting into, hey, I really like things. I want to, you know, have a red dot. I want to have a intermediate user. Yeah, yeah, intermediate to this is my this is my you know my Ferrari gun. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of those because it's you know it's suppressors. I mean, everyone everyone's really big into suppressors right now, uh, so it allows you to bolt your suppressor on and go shoot. Uh, it also, you know, you could shoot it non-suppressed. You know, we a lot of guys who are using them in competition. Uh, you know, they, like uh, Jim was saying, all these new AK events are great because everyone's learning. Hey, you know, we're all friends here, and hey, let me shoot your gun, let me shoot that gun, and. It's more friendly, and that's what we want. We want people to enjoy this platform. Otherwise, all of us guys are way out of a job quick. 
<laughs> and we, you know, so that we do a lot of those. Uh, we do some production rifles also to try to keep the price down, you know, that are just over $1,000. But, you know, it, we're just the same thing. We're just trying to make the gun more end user friendly. You know, trying to make the customer enjoy the experience of this new rifle they may be getting into or have shot several times and just want to make it more theirs. Right. Uh, like I always say, when you buy your new car, what does anyone go out to do? I want some rims. I want to do this. I want to do that. It's the same thing. You got your new gun. Now you want to deck it out and make it yours. Right. You know, so it, we just try to help you along with that. You know, there's certain things that the average person, no problem, they can throw on themselves. There's some stuff that you know is getting you know a little more exotic. Like if you want to put on Brian's handguard, you kind of need to have either a mechanical background. It sure. isn't you know, impossible, but you kind of got to know a little bit more than the average you know what we call person getting into a gun has no idea about anything mechanical. Right. You don't want to be messed with that. So we you know, we help people out with that. They're, if they're just getting started, it's a little beyond their wheelhouse. No problem. Send it down. We'll take care of it for you. Get it kicked back, and that way you can go and enjoy the gun again. Now, are you offering classes? Do you do uh, no I educational I, classes or anything? No, we don't do classes. That, okay. that I, I never okay. want to get into That's that. Okay. <laughs> That's a, not a problem. Seems to be a little bit. I don't know how Jim used to do it. That, you know, having that many people ask you strange questions and you. you <laughs> a just not your cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and, and the name of your company again is M13 Industries. M13 Industries. Okay, and they can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, Instagram, uh, Facebook, interweb, everything. Okay, very good, Brian. So uh, we've got the 1775 rifle that we've been shipping for four or five months now. We have a pistol that is a ten and a half inch barrel crank length gas system. Um, that's 762 by 39. We also do. 545 versions of that rifle if you've got a parts kit which is, yeah. is the magic that's the magic ingredient there yeah. um, a we have a, a new um, 1913 trunnion we were welding them up and now we're machining them ourselves in-house um, we also are doing our own iron sights now that are compatible with the Merc we stopped being able to get the previous iron sights uh, they were not being imported anymore those are dropping in about three weeks. We're still accepting pre-orders on them. Um, so the, if you want to be first in line, we still got uh, some out of the first batch of 100 available. Um, we've got uh, Lee Armory just debuted a new uh, 7.62 Grendel 18-inch kind of DMR rifle featuring our rail. Rifle Dynamics just dropped the, I think they're calling it the Night Fighter, a uh, night vision set up sort of optimized rifle uh, using our rail and that's that's kind of the I think we're up to date there oh we just launched occamlube.com uh, cool oh well thank you yeah Jim was an early supporter of that one uh, for sure we have a little lubrication product we just spun it up as a separate company because it was it, we were doing it was it was too much of a distraction from gun building and so sure. we brought in Buell Collins who's a friend of I think at Damn near everybody in this room. Good old Buell. Yeah, 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 Buell is. I, think I saw him over here recently. He's yeah, he over here? Yeah. He's like around. Um, so that's the other big news is that uh, Occam Lube Bank is spinning up here and uh, we'll be able to service. Lots of people have been grumpy for good reason that we haven't been able to get them product and that's going to change soon. So Very we've got cool. some exciting new updates for the design there that make it easier to use. Yeah. Occam Defense.com. Yep. And Instagram, Facebook, that kind of thing. All yeah. over the place. Yep. That's right. Jim, so I know there's some stuff you you can't talk about right now. So yeah, no, no. <laughs> so we got uh, we got news from Jim coming soon. But what can you talk about? Uh, well, you know, I mean, I was with with RD for many years. I, I founded the company, started it up, but I just you know I sold the company three years ago, and after a while, you just kind of need to do something different. Yeah. You know? And uh, 
So an offer came along that I'm really excited about, and uh, we'll know more about it in a couple in a, in a couple of months. Gotcha. Um, right now, I'm just running my podcast, Guns, Guitars, and Freedom, and uh, actually enjoying. I like that. Yeah, Guns, Guitars, and Freedom. Yeah, we've baby. got five podcasts out now, and they're doing quite well. We've got a lot of really um, impressive people lined up for these things. Benefit of being around as long as I have, I've met a lot of pretty cool people in this industry, and they all want to come on now and talk about stuff. So very cool. Uh, so yeah, that's that's I'm doing that now, and uh, you know I'm also consulting with different things. But eventually, in another couple of in a couple more months, we're going to be uh, we're going to be letting everybody know what's going on. Right now, I just kind of got to sit on it. Very huh. cool. I understand. I understand. Now, now you gonna have some jam sessions on there on this podcast that you're doing? Mm, yeah, we generally do. You yeah. know, I mean, it's a uh, you know, I mean, I'm a I was a, I was a fairly good guitar player when I was young, yeah. but I'm old now, and I got 45 years of industrial workforce on my hands. And oh, I've heard you play. You, you still can strum it out, brother. Uh, well, not like some guys, but I still enjoy it, and yeah. uh, it's always it's always going to be a part of what I do. You right. know, I mean, I, when I became a when I became a father and you know family man, I kind of put all that stuff aside, and now that my kids are grown and gone, and I kind of got a little time on my hands, like why not? So got a little me time now. Yeah, I got a little me time now, and uh, hell yeah, I set up like a lot of this electronic shit you got. I got a, got it home now for home <laughs> recording and stuff, so it's kind of cool. It amazes me how much. I mean, back in the day in the '80s, if I wanted to record something, I'd go into a recording studio where they had this big two-inch tape machine, right? Big long console of all this stuff. It cost you four or five hundred bucks an hour to be in there. Now you can do all that with a laptop, right? With a cell phone now, you know, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it's unreal. So it's it's kind of nice. I can sit in my bedroom and do this stuff at home. It's like, oh god, if I'd have had this back then, I'd be a dead rock star by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good, guys. So. Uh, thank you so much for making this uh, special AK Corner happen. Uh, I know the listeners are going to love this. Uh, and I think somebody just got murdered at Shot Show. <laughs> so, uh, we're at Buck Knives, and they're giving away some cool shit, I guess, over there. Somebody just won a, a cool knife or something. But make sure that you go and support uh, all the people that have been on the show today. Jim Fuller, thank you so much, brother. Thank you. Check out his podcast again one more time. Uh, Guns, Guitars, and Freedom. You'll see it on YouTube, and we have a Facebook page as well, and cool. Instagram. Brian, always, always, brother, thank you so much. AlchemDefense.com, sponsors of the, the Talking Lead AK Corner. Real pleasure and honor to be on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, brother. Ken, CenturyArms.com. Come see us, guys. Presenting sponsors of the Talking Lead AK Corner. Yeah. And John? John, uh, I'm John from M13.com. <laughs> there you go, guys. Until the next episode of the Talking Lead AK Corner, we'll talk to you then. And send us questions, talkingland at gmail.com.